Well, y'all, thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more sermons, for recordings of our podcast, visit begrace.org slash podcast. To submit any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast also. I messed that up. I don't know. I got lost. I started thinking about what was next, and what's next is our names. Well, I'm Joey Cologne. And I'm Elliot Crawford. I'm Chris Webster. I'm Dave McMurray. Well, this week we're back talking about our series, Stories of the King, um, where we know and see, uh, especially now around us, a world that is broken, uh, and we want to learn more about the real true king who came to save uh, this broken world. And so we're trying to encourage people to practice storytelling. Um, and so each week, Dave is kind of retelling a story of Jesus. Uh, we're combining that with our kids' story from the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, but this week is about the King of Compassion. And you talked about that from Matthew chapter 14. Um, I guess second half of chapter 14, uh, looking at Jesus going to be alone, um, and then what? He goes to desolate place, they and chase crowds, him. yeah, crowds chase him, and they have no food. Uh, it's basically the story of the loaves and the fish, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The feeding of the five thousand, so, the five loaves, and the two fish. But I always want to say fishes, but yeah, fishes, fishes. I, think I, I prefer, I prefer the mm-hmm. story of the stolen lunch. Mm. In honor the bar. I made a lunch. slip during the evening <laughs> service that they beat up a little boy and stole his lunch. <laughs> it's a that little slip? bad exegesis yeah. there. Was that exegesis? Yeah. Okay, not really. But it sounds Jesus? funny. <laughs> we had a talk at lunch that fishes is what King James says. So that's probably where you got that's it. That's right. I knew there was like an audio echo whoa, in my brain. Whoa, wait a minute. Okay. Are you like a King James only guy? No, just one. I'm not. <laughs> just at lunch. I just that's knew what I'd somebody heard said. It. I'd heard it somewhere. Yeah. That's so weird. Okay. We were having lunch and someone around my table said, well, it mm. makes sense that he thought fishes because that's what King James says. There we oh, go. Oh, wow. They was, was a King James only then, probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, slipped, it slipped out of me. <laughs> That's All what right, King James well, says. Um, <laughs> do we need to summarize the story anymore, or does everyone in the world know when you say the story of the loaves and the fish? Everybody mm. knows that's the story we're telling. I don't know. Somebody want to summarize it? You you got mostly through it. He just, yeah, he, just yeah he, got, he summarized the beginning of it. What happened after they stole the little boy's lunch? Anyone? Mm. He gave it to them. Yeah. Sorry. What happens after he took and received the little boy's lunch? <laughs> <laughs> All the disciples, they got him and, and they start passing them out and they mm-hmm. had leftovers. That's right. And yeah. everyone was satisfied. And everyone was satisfied. And I know we say the 5,000, but it had to be like, mm. what, 10,000? I mean, 10, you know. 15, 20? It could have been. It was, it was yeah. a ridiculous amount. Yeah. That's really funny because I, I just realized something weird growing up. When they said they had 12 baskets left over, I, for some reason, imagined, like, half-eaten baskets full. <laughs> so, yeah, of, like, like, scraps. Like, they took bites and, like, threw it in the basket. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not true either, but that's what I thought growing up. It was just up. like, it was like <laughs> the pizza crusts, but there was no pizza left. 
that's right. That's right. I, so I always imagine tall laundry baskets that are like three feet tall. I don't yep. know why. I think I that's saw a picture correct. of something like that in a Sunday school book or something. That is what it, uh, they were. That is yeah. what they were. Uh, yep. Oh, or the snake charmer type of basket. Snake charmer basket. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't uh, think the Bible sorry. tells us that stuff. Mm, no. <laughs> laundry baskets. <laughs> <laughs> They I guess plastic I always thought like baskets. big bread baskets or fruit baskets, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, round. You're like one of those cornucopia things? Mm, no. No. No, no, never thought that. No. <laughs> no. Elliot, do you that have a basket picture in your brain? What do you picture when you see 12 baskets full? I think, um, I, to be honest with you, I thought, like Chris, I thought it was mm-hmm. like um, a bunch of leftovers, like mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. leftovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Like I'm That's full funny. and I'm just putting it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put the rest of it down. I, I did. I never. I never even thought that maybe it was just actual additional fish that they just didn't eat. Like y'all ever <laughs> seen this with uh, youth? This reminds me of the youth drinking phenomenon, where teens only drink half a drink and then they leave a thousand half-empty cups and bottles everywhere. It drives oh, me yeah, crazy. Happens, I'm like, finish your awesome. drink. It drives me nuts. Yeah, awesome. you youths. Youths. Is it you youths? You, you made it sound like like a YouTube thing. Like they make videos of themselves half drinking stuff. It's, like, it's a phenomenon. <laughs> it's this viral phenomenon of kids. It's a challenge, actually. Yeah, don't finish your drink challenge. Mm-mm. All right. Well, sorry. without okay. Jim and Kendrick, we're lost. Okay. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's sorry. good. All right. So that's the story from Matthew 14 that mm. we're talking about to look at and see compassion. Um, what are your three main points, Dave? Funny you should ask. They are compassion is painful, compassion defies common sense, and compassion overflows. Mm. Anything we need to know about your choice of sermon or main points before we start talking about them um, applicationally? Mm. Me. I don't know. Not necessarily. I think they're self-explanatory. Thanks, brother. My brother just texted me that... Sorry, not you. My actual brother. My brother just texted me that the Facebook caption says that this is gathered worship. Oh, no. Yeah. Tell him refresh. Tell him refresh. He said refresh. He's behind behind the times, man. That changed like five minutes uh, ago. We we were having trouble connecting it to our event, so we just went to our mainstream, and then Mm. Chris probably renamed it. But renaming sometimes takes a minute mm. and stuff's weird. But thanks. Thanks, mm, friend. Yeah. Mm, uh, keep us uh, Compassion is painful. Compassion defies common sense. Yep, yep. Compassion overflows. Yep. And all of it was in context of Colossians 3. Yeah, yeah. I just threw out Colossians 3 as a command where he says, put on as God's chosen ones that are holy and beloved. So as his loved children so because of our adoption because he's shown compassion to us put on compassionate hearts and kindness and humility and meekness and patience etc um so that's one of the clear you know there are other places you go to in the new testament but that's a nice crystal clear command to do compassion like jesus because he did compassion towards us so then that was kind of the setup like all right he's told us to do this jesus showed compassion to us we gotta show it to others let's see how jesus does it so was a compassion sermon on your uh, flow chart for what was next, or did you adjust based off of oh, what's going on in the world? Oh, that's that, a good question. It was already in the flow. 
Yeah. I don't believe it. Yep. So I went through and I picked, you'll notice I'm not going in scripture order. I'm actually going in the Jesus storybook Bible order. I'm following the stories. So I'm not using every single New Testament story, but I'm the stories I'm using. I'm just going through in order from the Jesus storybook Bible. Mm. 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 Okay. How about that? That was very timely. Very very timely. Yeah, I thought so. I I guess I'll trust you that it was in your flow chart. Mm -hmm. But, uh, just kidding. I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty big thing. Yeah. Uh, today, mm-hmm, yesterday, mm-hmm. probably tomorrow, probably every day, all time. Mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. seems extra, yeah. extra relevant yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this week. When is this week? When did this week start? When does it end? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't Hard even know. <laughs> all the days are blurred together. Well, let's talk about your main points. You want to talk about them? Talk about them? So much. No? Compassion is painful. Mm. You guys are so energetic in the afternoons. I thought I'd get, thought I'd get a more energetic you. <laughs> to oh, be I'm, fair, I'm, you, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go. You keep uh, correcting yourself three times, so we don't know when the <laughs> the question is. Always <laughs> talk about pause. them or talk about them. I will talk <laughs> a about them. I don't know about talking o about them, but <laughs> either way, okay. I'm I'm in. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, you guys go ahead. Then. <laughs> I'll be quiet. <laughs> First point, compassion point is painful. One. Well, Dave, Dave remember first, um, where I Dave, got that before, from? Yeah, I guess yeah. before you do, the, um, your definition of compassion, um, obviously, you kind of went through the Greek um, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, did you find, I know you said it before, did you find it like, man, like, reinvig- like reinvigorating? Like, wow, man, it's really mm-hmm. getting to the guts of it, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Pun was intended. Man. No, you got to always say no intended. <laughs> This is this has been, I think, one of the hallmarks of my ministry. So I think I think this is coming back to me. I almost feel like I was coming back to a hobby horse. Like, so it's weird when you preach in the same place for fourteen years. You feel like I've said this a thousand times, but it's clean. So everybody comes and goes. So nobody's really heard what I've said before. <laughs> so I feel like I've said this already a million times, and it's really important to me. So yeah, it. I, I would say. It, for me, pretty old. I was excited about it and felt like this is really needed right now. Um, but yeah, the, the, this, uh, this is probably a core, a core value for me. That's funny that you say that. I, it felt fresh to me. So I, I, maybe mm-hmm. it's just the different angle or different mm-hmm. circumstance. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I can see what you say, what you're saying about you say this type of thing. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. in our current, yeah current moment and yeah current series uh, i think it yeah it hit 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 well so mm. well good good mm. yeah it really did mm. it didn't feel like oh here goes dave again <laughs> good. I, think, I think it made i think it made me uh when i heard you define it uh, especially with the first point of being painful but when you described it as like that gut reaction pretty much mm. made me think like when when do I not have that good reaction? Because mm, that's the pro- mm-hmm. that's the problem. Like when, yeah. like when do I see something and I and I don't have that good reaction, man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where you got to like inventory yourself. Say, so why don't I feel that? Yeah. Well, and I tried to get to that a little bit. Like, yeah, if you don't if you don't feel it, why not? Yeah. And I gave a couple of reasons I see in people. I'm sure it was not exhaustive at all. But, um, yeah, one is an issue we've seen a lot in the current issue with criminals being treated brutally or yeah. even suspects being treated brutally either way. 
but it's excused if they're a criminal or if they have a criminal background or, you know, like, oh, someone's a bad person, we can abuse them. You're like, wait, no, that's not how our criminal justice system works or how our faith works. You know, we're not, that's not how it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. That's been one of the most bizarre, I think, reactions I've seen come out of the debates over policing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I just tried to reemphasize we we all deserve dignity because we're made in the image of God. So we show dignity to everybody, whether they're criminals or good citizens. And then really none of us deserves compassion. We show compassion because Jesus showed compassion to us. So that's where it gets confusing, you know, defining biblical justice and mercy. So Christians are commanded to do something that people don't deserve. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that like, then our language kind of gets mixed up and that's part of why people debate even the phrase social justice. Like, well, if you're showing mercy, can you call it justice? That's like a logical violation, you know, and people's heads start smoking well, did, and I'm like, it, who cares? Mercy. Like get over yourself, you know? <laughs> I, guess, I guess when yeah. I think about that, Dave, I'm always wondering mm-hmm. like, how do you show mercy to nobody? Mm-hmm. Everything you're going to do is going to have to be social. So so the very nature of justice and mercy is a social thing. You have to do it to somebody. So this is kind of like a weird way to think about things. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think 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 the American American definition Mm -hmm. can twist people up, but just the nature Mm -hmm. of just doing justice and and mercy is just social in and of itself. Yeah. It always, yeah, it's always, yeah. If you're doing anything towards another person, it's always social by definition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So social justice. mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's there's rarely, if ever, been a time where over and over and over again we're having to to face it in a concrete way. Mm-hmm. Maybe inside the church, I should say. But you know, mm. um, that that idea it brings me to the the idea of the you know story of the Good Samaritan. I heard, mm-hmm. heard, saw someone write a like try to make a modern rewrite of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all these all these people that agree with you passing by the person that you hate <laughs> and then someone you hate stopping yeah you know, well well not anyway just just over and over again i think the the question of how do you love your neighbor in a specific way and then even more than that how do you love your enemy in a specific way and i mm-hmm. i think the thing we've a lot of you know a lot of us has un, unintentionally done is say um love my enemies great but love someone who's thinking illogically or i think is thinking illogically nope <laughs> you know, some uh, love someone who is wrong. Nope. Mm, you yeah. know, and again, that's all defined by w- w- the current moment of what I think you're saying is wrong, and I don't need to love you. You know. Yeah. And, and again, all of our opinions, basically, if you don't align with me, I don't have to love you. And mm. um, so, yeah, I, I think this is a very poignant moment of over and over and over again. We're having to say, well, do we believe in that scripture of love your enemy? And mm. and how did how did we define that in the past? And how do we define that now? Um, mm. yeah. And I think it was like, oh, yeah, if someone's like, I mean, I don't know what we were thinking in our heads. Oh, if someone's trying to kill me, that enemy, okay, then I got to love him. But if it's someone who disagrees with me politically, that's not my enemy, so I don't have to love you. But, but Jesus Absolutely. says neighbor neighbor and enemy. So it's like, well, all of the above. So you everybody, know? you have to yeah. love everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's good, man. Mm. Oh, okay. Are we on the first point? I'm lost. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I think we were actually the first point. <laughs> but yeah, the first point was at the bottom of the first point was why don't we do compassion? So, Ella, you brought up why don't we do compassion? Why don't oh, we feel okay. compassion? Yeah, and I was yeah, saying, yeah. well, in the sermon I said, one of it is we don't see people 
as deserving compassion. But I was like, well, we never deserve compassion, really. You know, like, so either we always deserve compassion because we're made in the image of God, or we never deserve compassion because we're all sinners. But there is no, either one, it's an all, it's an all category, <laughs> right? right? So either yeah. we never deserve compassion and we get it because God is compassionate and we're supposed to do it to others. Or mm. we all deserve compassion because we're all made in the image of God. So either way, like theologically, you either have to root it in the image of God and the dignity all people are owed, mm. or you root it in the gospel. We all deserve wrath, but we get just we get God's grace and mercy instead through the cross. So that's what we're supposed to extend to people. Um, mm. So either way, you're not allowed to like categorize people and go, oh, they they deserve it. They don't, you know, like we're just not allowed to do that. <laughs> Man, I, I'm seeing that so much, uh, you know, lately is this idea. No one won't flat out say they, um, it's about them deserving it, but their words mm -hmm. and their actions speak of that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really disappointing because even when I think about, you know, how we all have Christ have saved all of us, mm -hmm. we were, we all committed a crime against God, like mm -hmm. the greatest crime. Yeah. Um, so we were all criminals. We were mm -hmm. all guilty. Mm -hmm. And he still showed compassion on us. And yeah. so it just boggles my mind as um, other believers, I've seen them just show so much lack of compassion of saying like, hey, well, this person mouthed off, mouthed off at a police officer or they actually mm -hmm. was this bit do a crime and their mm -hmm. life. Basically, it really doesn't matter. That's how not mm -hmm. that, that, that's not how God works. That's not how he operates. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's just that part is hurtful. So I'm glad that you. You brought this up, man, because um, it's so it's so true and needed for today. Yeah. The other thing I think that causes people to resist compassion is just childhood hurt, um, painful mm -hmm. past. So we we wall ourselves off. I think I think I did that somewhat as a young man. So uh, because you've been hurt, you kind of operate. You go through life walled off from people, like not wanting to feel too deeply other people's emotions or your own emotions. And so if you can tamp those things down, then you won't feel as bad as you did before. And I think that's a defense mechanism that we use pretty common. I think probably, I think it's more common with men than women, but I think, you know, all human beings do this. We kind of say, okay, I'm going to shut that off. You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. like turn off that switch and that's going to give me some freedom. And as I've grown in my faith, I'm like, I don't think we can do that. You know, I think we got to, we got to feel that stuff a little bit more. Are we expecting something in return? Like what, like what would be the mm. fear of like being compassionate? Like what, is it an expectation that they are going to respond the way we want them to? Or mm. like, I know it's, I know it's a level of vulnerability, but it seems like it's such a level of service yeah. that I'm, I'm trying to process and ask questions of why yeah. is it so hard? Even if it's from your childhood, mm -hmm. like what, like, what is the, do you have an expectation of something? So I'm just trying to ask those kind of questions because I really don't know why is it so difficult. Um, I can see this. I can see the correlation between like as a child, maybe I wasn't so compassion. So yeah. it's hard for me to show it now. But but then as a believer and you're transforming, I'm just wondering, mm -hmm. like, like, is it an expectation that someone is doing that? So then they don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for a lot of people, so I will speak, I have a lot of friends that are genuinely skeptical of this cultural moment where it feels like symbolic compassion is demanded. So this is part of the weirdness of a social media world where so much is demanded on social media and said on social media that's not 
it's like maybe not a real relationship. You don't know people and you're just saying it to look, you know, they call it virtue signaling, you know, like you're just <laughs> symbolically trying to look compassionate. And so I, I do see, I think there's reason to be skeptical of, of broadcasting compassion <laughs> versus mm, just beating your chest. Yeah. Beating, look at me. I'm so compassionate. I feel so sad. I feel your pain, you know, like, mm. so I do think there's a lot of that silliness in our kind of celebrity culture and social media culture where we're used to seeing things that are, um, yeah, shallow, I guess. So mm. I do think that makes sense that people would be skeptical of that. They just need to be careful to not be so skeptical that they don't actually show real compassion, right? <laughs> like we're still called on to show compassion. So maybe you don't like the medium, but you still got to show compassion to people, period. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess I'm wondering, so compassion is painful is your first point, And mm -hmm. I'm wondering, you talked about the pain of like the gut wrenching feeling mm -hmm. and then the pain of it, like, I guess being difficult. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Is there other pain involved? Like, I don't know that either of those really feel too painful to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think just the setup of Jesus' schedule was um, interrupted. Jesus needed some alone time. He lost mm -hmm. his alone time. Uh, also, he healed them, and I tried to spend a little time and just unpacking when we heal people, even Jesus you know, God in flesh, 100% divine, it still takes a toll on him. Jesus, as you follow Jesus through the Gospels, Jesus got tired, he got weary. Um, it sapped him to be serving people. So I was just trying to really come at it from a just basic, basic human, who we are as humans, like healing, serving, showing compassion, wears us out, uses up our resources. That's just part of it. I'd say too, he didn't, I don't know that you touched on it much in the sermon, but we don't know how long it took the disciples to pass out the, <laughs> the food. You know, mm -hmm, how long does mm -hmm. it take to pass out to 10,000 people or whatever? And, yeah. and they were exhausted already. Like you said, it's probably yeah. the end of the day. And, and yeah. it's like, so that I think that's another one that's, mm. that's, you know, in the text really is like they went and passed it out and, you know, mm. so they could have said again, to, maybe to put it in modern terms, like these people need to, Get it for themselves, you know. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they need to do the work. Uh, oh, again, yeah. I don't know exactly how they <laughs> passed it out, but it did yeah. put take efforts of some kind. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I just I, it was such so well put. I think um, because saying compassion is painful gets at what exactly what you said. It's really we have this danger of a defense mechanism and a self preservation mechanism, and mm -hmm. I think. You know, kind of to talk to what you were saying, Elliot, like to unpack what is people's hesitation to have compassion. Uh, the thought, the the phrase that came to mind was, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And mm. <laughs> and we do. But, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you can laugh because you can't say, oh, that's everybody. But that is some people. Right. That really yeah. is. And, uh, and oh, I'm I think, definitely that way. I'm that way. Like I resist. Yeah. I do not like to be controlled by people. I can be very passive aggressive, you know, like I'm um, not going to be controlled by you. So I'm just not going to participate in whatever you're demanding of me. You know, like I resist that a lot. Um, well, I think, I've, go ahead. Good. Well, I was going to say, if you've been around manipulative people, I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I think some of it depends on how, what your, you know, again, what your background was like. So a lot of what I was talking about was stuff I've experienced, you know, <laughs> I've had people take advantage of me big time. So, like yeah. that, that can make you say, well, forget that. I'm not going to, you know, 
I'm not going to help people anymore because all they want to do is manipulate and take advantage of me. But mm. uh, we, you know, we have to proceed. And Chris, I, I laugh because my uncle used to say that, so it made me laugh. Ah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to have a little cigarette in his mouth, like you get me mm-hmm. into, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> well, we prefer the modern if you give a mouse a cookie. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you know, to everyone that one thing that that I know is like when Jesus in all these situations of compassion is never a prerequisite or some condition mm-hmm. in which he has to do it. So he just yeah. sees it and does it so it's not really yeah. a lot of and you know obviously we're not in his in his head but based on what the mm-hmm. text is how it's presented it's mm-hmm. like it's not really this thought of like well you know what what who are these people like um yeah. are they doing the right thing or mm-hmm. like maybe they got food at yeah. home so they can go home and eat like it's there's really not a lot of conditions yeah. in which yeah. there's really no conditions in which he exacts compassion but then mm-hmm. like like we just talked about if you give them an inch and they'll take a mile we've already processed in our head of like <laughs> our limitation in which we're going to do it mm-hmm. not and with all these situations with jesus is lavish it's not mm-hmm. it's not holding mm-hmm. really anything back so it's yeah. really like no no prerequisite and then kind of like no limit on the compassion mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i think yeah so yeah. that kind of gets me yeah. yeah that's good and 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 saying that uh, you know, give them an inch, they'll take them out. That's not defending it. I just think that's trying to get into the head that, that, right, right, that right. mindset. I, know, yeah. I, I got you. Yeah. And I, I, I think it comes to me. I think the, the what I've been thinking about is it's the difference between my life is mission. Like you talked about last week, Dave, like <laughs> I'll say with friends, like life is a work truck, you know, it's not a, <laughs> It's not a Porsche that you hide away in so you know, behind the glass and it, mm. it reaches the, you know, you get the end of your life and it's pristine. No, you bang it up, you load it up, you, you know, yeah. it's it's to be used. And I think that's a hard thing to maintain, but that's what Jesus modeled was my life is for the Father's will, mm. not um, I'm, I'm protecting myself, I'm doing all the right things and I'm going to sprinkle some compassion when I can. It's like, mm. no, I'm like, I'm here for a reason. And that reason is bigger than, than my comfort. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's tough, like mm-hmm. for all of us, especially when we've got, had so much comfort, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in our life. Some, you know, if you've had yeah. it, had it easy, you're, you want to protect that. Remember how comfortable 2019 was? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was great. <laughs> we had toilet paper all day. It was amazing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Another decade. Yes. Different decade. <laughs> Different decade. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, there was a phrase a neighbor of mine used to say a lot, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Have you heard of that one? Did your uncle yeah, ever say yeah. that one, Ellie? <laughs> I no, can imagine no, your uncle. They, they, didn't, they didn't say that yeah. one, but no I, I remember. No good deed goes unpunished, yeah. yeah. So, so the other thing I'll say, I keep going back to the, the Good Samaritan and trying mm-hmm. to I love the tweak Samaritan. that to the, the, to the modern feeling. I think we also have cause fatigue, a lot of us, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. intersectionality thing happens. Like mm-hmm. every cause is the cause you should care about. Mm-hmm. From the whales to gender issues the to whale. everything, you know, really like Turtles, yeah. everything, mm-hmm. everything you have to care about a hundred percent. Yeah. So I think so. So if you tweak the Good Samaritan uh, story there, it's and the guy, the priest was walking past the two hundredth person lying in the road. What did he do then? 
right? Hmm. Maybe he helped the first 199. Did he help the, right? Like, it's not just the only guy he saw lying in the road. It's the thousandth person you said you're being told is lying in the road. That's mm-hmm. one way we, I think we we're like, again, we could just clinch up and say, okay, this is the millionth thing I've been told to give a billion dollars to and spend all my time marching on. Mm-hmm. And th- so that's one thing I think people could feel. And the other thing is, um, it, when in the, when there's actually antagonism mm-hmm. involved, right? Like mm-hmm. we feel this again. It may just be from afar. It may just be a social media thing. But when you feel like you're being attacked, mm-hmm. that's a different story than what we read the Good Samaritan. That's like mm-hmm. no, no. The robbers in the uh, you know the robbers in the mountains jump out and say, "Give me your cloak or take me to an inn," or you know. And how do you respond to that? And that, that is a real thing we have to respond to. Again, love your enemies. But I think that. That's where the Good Samaritan thing could just be like a distant, oh, well, if I saw someone just passively hurt on the side of the road, I might do it. But what this feels like is the robbers jumping out and telling me, give, you, give me everything sometimes, yeah. right? Like that I'm your enemy and I'm attacking you and you're in the wrong. And so I think it's just a hard, um, again, not saying any of that's right and not saying that really should affect how we respond, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of the the gut feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I mean, I I totally get that part. Um, it makes me think of two things. Like, um, mm-hmm. I get, well, maybe three. But one thing is that uh, the good Samaritan he was already on a road that was dangerous. So um, mm-hmm. you know, so he was already sacrificing, which may, may bring me back to what Dave said on Sunday was uh, mm-hmm. costly. No matter what your gift is, like it's going to mm-hmm. cost you something. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having that framework. And then, um, and then well, you said it was um, it, it could be uh, dangerous. And then the first point was, oh, you could get attacked by other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me think of what Dave said is, and that I've definitely been hold, holding true to throughout this process of your security in Christ and who you are. So mm-hmm. if you are secure in Christ, it's really nothing, no one can say to you because there's no condemnation in Christ, right? So it's like. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. Like, mm-hmm. So it's really nothing you can say to me that's going to, because I know I'm being compassionate. I know I'm being loving. I know I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know, you know, I'm, I'm asking God to help me with any pride, allow me to be humble. And you're doing all those things and you're secure in that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard then to not be compassionate. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it can be very difficult if you're very insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you think someone's going to say something or you're fearful someone's going to say something, a lot of mm-hmm. times you're just not going to deal with it because you, that fear mm-hmm. may overtake you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know you're safe? Yeah, exactly. yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. a lot of what it comes down to. Do, mm-hmm. do you do you have to build and protect your safety, or yeah, are you safe yeah. and you can go out and risk? And, that, man, that's good. Well, and I think that that's kind mm-hmm. of the difference between it being painful and defying common sense, though, right? Like mm-hmm. common mm-hmm. sense says, "Don't do the thing that will be painful." Right. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. I think that's mm-hmm. how I was connecting it in my brain. Because, like, there is the painful part, but then there's Mm -hmm. also the part of, like, well, common sense says don't even do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about the second point? Good segue. Really good segue. (laughs) You can't call it out or else then it's no longer a good segue. I think the first point was really centered on Jesus. You know, Jesus felt this pain. Jesus felt this gut-wrenching feeling. There's the Greek idiom for compassion, spiknidomai. So Jesus felt that pain, and then now... It's evening and his disciples are like, all right, we're done. Let's, let's end this. And that, you know, common sense says we've done enough. We've done all we can do. And Jesus is like, nope, we can do more. 
And so now he's kind of pushing it on them. They're bearing now an even heavier burden. He's he's uh, roping them in <laughs> to compassion, to joining him and showing more compassion. Mm. Um, yeah, I love it. I love just their common sense. All right, Jesus, it's it's evening. We gotta go. <laughs> you know, like let's shut it down. We're done. He's like, nope. Yeah. And then the two <clears throat> fists. That, well, how do you say? Mm-hmm. Is it? Fishes, fish. King the James fish. is fishes. Uh, modern <laughs> translations, and it's fish. So two fish, and yeah. all of a sudden, common sense will tell you that wasn't they won't feed everyone. Yeah. But then it like multiplies yeah. like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With go with go. I know I've said this to you day before. Is that every time um, I see Jesus show compassion, it's typically followed up with a miracle. Mm. Um, so which I keep harping on compassion in this context, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this cultural context, because I truly believe if we mm-hmm. were to be compassionate as a body of believers, mm-hmm. we may see miraculous unity um, mm-hmm. that we haven't seen before. Because because mm-hmm. as we see this walk out with Jesus, that's kind of what happens. Um, yeah. So if we commit our lives to that, man, yeah. miracles yeah. may happen. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring that up. Yeah, because I've I think we're in a shift culturally, globally, where we're longing for like, what's that post-secular world, you know, we're looking for. And um, I think more and more, as as we really are the church, as we really depend on Jesus, we will see, um, we will see him move in, in amazing ways. We will be amazed at what he does. Yeah. I agree. That's good. Can you talk maybe Dave about um, I guess I'm trying to parse com- compassion defies common sense mm-hmm. do you mean always do you mean often because um, I think I think what I'm sensing is you address this there's mm-hmm. that 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 messy middle between poverty mm-hmm. gospel and prosperity gospel mm-hmm. and so I think even as a as a Christian, right? So you're you're completely uh, selfish, self indulged. Hopefully, pre Christ, mm-hmm. <laughs> common sense is one thing, right? So, mm-hmm. so hopefully, when you're not have not informed by the Spirit or by the Bible, anything, you have a certain kind of common sense that says never do anything for anyone else. Look out for number one, okay? Mm-hmm. But then there's this journey we go through as we're as we're learning to follow Christ that says that says yes okay start thinking of others ahead of yourself you know as more important than yourself um and you start to be informed by that and so you start developing and hopefully a kind of a new common sense mm-hmm. but even even you're kind of weaving this in like give only what you have to give and, and i'm the type of personality that says who cares what you got to give mm-hmm. keep giving go burn yourself down you know and so mm-hmm. um does that make sense like there, there is still common sense involved sometimes. Sometimes God calls you to just do something utterly ridiculous feeling. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd add a counter that? to that yeah. some mm-hmm. too that yeah. non-Christians are some of the most compassionate people yes. <laughs> too though. So how does that yeah. work? Like, yeah. exactly. some, How do they beat us in compassion? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But I think, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think, uh, uh, Chris, to answer, answer your question, and I'm not saying this for everyone, but I think, I think in, in Christianity, we can get so, some Christianity, we can get so like in the sky on philosophy that we add that type of stuff to the gospel. And then when culture happens, it prevents us from being uncomfortable because 
I mean, uh, compassionate. Because right now I've seen this swell of, of like this fear of cultural Marxism. And so people keep pressing that, um, that ideology obviously is, you know, ideology in and of itself is bad. But because I believe it's not preached right from the pulpit, then it allows a lot of Christians to then back away um, from it. So it's, you have a lot of different things going on now that, that is all these different voices are, are informing believers and it's not just the Bible. And so that's the part that's kind of like frustrating is mm-hmm. that um, there's so many voices on, on either it's politics, either it's philosophy, either it's this. And without just looking at a text like this and saying, you know what, I'm just going to be compassionate. It has nothing to do yeah. with any of that. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? Yeah. you know, so to me, that's what I've seen. I've seen it like in this context, you have 5,000 men. If we were to say that today, then it would be like, wait, are the 5,000 men oppressed? Why would I? Mm-hmm. No, they're oppressed. Like what? They can feed themselves. Like, mm-hmm. won't they get a job? Like, mm-hmm. why am I feeding them? Mm-hmm. So we, we have some of that type of language um, because of different philosophies that's being brought in to, to in, in, in an attempt to be uh, do the right thing of saying, look, we have to be careful of ideologies. We don't want that to influence uh, the gospel, but at the same time, not doing it in such a way that it prevents people from doing the gospel out of mm-hmm. fear that they're living up to an ideology. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've seen. Um, I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys, but um, that's what has been my experience over the last few weeks. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think maybe I could restate that as just step out in faith, just do the thing and trust right. Jesus to do something with it. Um. I think what you were saying, though, Chris, about how the the tendency to overdo it and burn yourself out, I tried to address that in the first point, that we don't want to confuse compassion and pain. Compassion is often painful and costly, but the pain and the cost is not the same thing as the compassion. So if if I'm burning myself out, I'm, I'm not going to be able to help anybody. You know what I mean? Like, if I kill myself, then I'm done. So... To me, yeah, so that's common sense, and that's okay. So, yeah, so it doesn't defy common sense in the thing in the sense of we're purposefully going to do everything upside down and backwards like Bizarro World. You know, like, it doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, right. It Bizarro just means world. sometimes Jesus calls us to do more than we can do. And we're like, well, Jesus, let's have a talk about that. You know, I really tried to put it in context of prayer. All right, Jesus, this is all I got. This is what I have. Um, so for you, you know, like you might say, Jesus, I have this bad habit of working too many hours and having nothing left for my family, but I feel like you're calling me to serve. What should I do? And then as you're talking about that with Jesus, he might give you clarity like, okay, we'll give this much and then stop or, you know, whatever it is. And so I think, I think that can be worked out in that conversation with Jesus. You know, like literally to me, the the handing of the loaves and fishes to Jesus is a beautiful picture of prayer. Like that should be our daily prayer. All right, Jesus, I've got, um, you know, 16 hours today to do 27 hours of work. What do you have for me? You know, <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Can we cut something out? Should I do more? Should I do less? You know, and I think having that sense of this doesn't seem like it's going to work, but I'm going to be honest with you about Jesus about it, Jesus. I think that conversation with Jesus is what I was really trying to push people towards. Um, but yeah, but not to be clear, not pursue the anti-common sense method every time, you know, I, I think that, yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I, th- I yeah. think that's what I'm trying to nug mm-hmm. down on a little bit because, because mm-hmm. that is a really important conversation. I think mm-hmm. as you're talking, maybe my summary might be 
uh, common sense doesn't trump the voice of Jesus or yeah. you have you need to submit your common sense to the voice of Jesus because yeah. because I think uh, wisdom it's, it's it's that's what I was trying to get at you're not yeah. saying uh, do compassion mindlessly or yeah do compassion without any wisdom and mm-hmm. don't worry about in what way you do it and don't worry yeah. when or how that's not what you're saying. You're saying yeah. when God can call you whenever he wants you to do something mm-hmm. that trumps your common sense that I have that word's been ruined, but you know, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the compassion that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I think that's important because you do have, I mean, really, honestly, to just, just really nail it down. You do have this idea like like the book When Helping Hurts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is a conversation that you need to have along the way that's saying, how do I really help? Yeah, Am yeah. I really helping? Mm-hmm. Is the thing that I'm just gut stirred to do, is that actually good or mm-hmm. not? And again, mm-hmm. you submit that to the voice of Jesus through his word by his spirit. Um, yeah. So maybe that's, that's what I was trying to get at, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and at the beginning of the sermon also, I, I started off with, if you read all of the gospel stories, you see a Jesus... Who doesn't heal every person every time? That's true. Yeah. Clearly, his friend was murdered. He went to hide. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I'd say, as a model of, you know what? If your friend is murdered, maybe you need to go away and, you know, go take a quiet retreat with your wife and and grieve or something, you know. And then in this instance, it was interrupted and he still showed compassion. So he's a model of showing compassion even when it's painful but there are plenty of times when he's just like nope i'm out of here see you later you know (laughs) so Mm -hmm. uh yeah so jesus lives both and i think the answer is the supernatural walking with spirit and prayer life i don't Mm -hmm. think the answer i don't think the answer is a code i don't think we have a code where we can Mm -hmm. you know figure it out and every system you know here's my formula Mm. uh this many hours plus this much pain minus yeah. this much command from Jesus equals this is what I do, you know. <laughs> mm. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It reminds me, Dave, uh, I think yeah, it's in Mark, I want to say, uh, when Jesus, mm-hmm. after he healed, the, I think the first chapter, when he, feel, he heals many people, and mm-hmm. then uh, when the disciples, they come back, like, hey, man, the people are, like, ready, man, come back and heal them. He's like, oh, yeah. nope. I got to go preach the gospel. Like, that's what yeah, I came to do. Yeah. So he doesn't yeah. even heal those people that, got, that were getting riled up. Um, yeah. So it just kind of shows you that he was following the spirit, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it kind of that definitely kind of now makes me understand like what you were saying, Chris, about man, mm-hmm. how 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 do you kind of do that? Um, mm-hmm. So you're just not over, I guess, like being is this exhausting yourself? Yeah, just trying to yeah. do everything. And I think knowing again, that's common sense, biblical wisdom to know your limits. I think yeah, I think that's totally cool. Uh, I think in this story, he's saying he can do more than what your common sense can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean throw it out the window. You know, and, that, and again, I was trying to say, hey, you got gifts. Um, <laughs> if I'm like really that. good at uh, counseling, but I'm really bad at administration and I see a need, I'm going to network you with an administrator, but I'll do the counseling. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do the thing I can do and I'm good at. That's going to be less painful for me and for you <laughs> if, I, if I try to help you with stuff I'm not good at, you know? Um, so I do think there's there's a lot of freedom to yeah use our gifts, and and here it's like okay here are the gifts here are the resources they've got this it's not enough 
All right, Jesus, this is what I got. You give it over to Man. Jesus. You got music, Chris. You have music. Mm, yeah. I think sometimes, though, we're, mm-hmm. we are definitely called to do things we're not good at, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Gonna, kind of making it sound like, well, do what you're good at and don't worry about the other parts. But right, yeah, uh, I don't know about that. Again, yeah, I'm just saying, but yeah, my first point, I said, don't get it backwards. Don't say... My job is to do the most painful thing possible. Like, no, that's, that's not the job. The job is to show compassion. So, yeah. If, if the emergency need is, you know, I'm going to mop the floor and I'll do that, you know. Um, after being married almost 30 years, I can kind of fix things around the house now. I can kind of fix things. <laughs> My wife was saying that the other day. She's like, wow, it's amazing. You can, like, fix things. And it's like, it's so, you know, she, she was so impressed. I was terrible at that one. <laughs> I was a young man. So, yeah, I mean, you learn, you stretch and grow and learn things. You get better at things, too. I do like the idea of the illustration you put up. um, uh, And I definitely agree with Joe as well. Is I just think of, I just trying to think of things in history. I've seen people uh, take their talent. Like if you were a lawyer, then all of a sudden they say, well, you know what? I'm going to help. I'm going to use my law degree and my law skills to help this community or that community, mm-hmm. or I'm going to use, you know, I, I, t- I was teasing Chris about music, but I've seen people mm-hmm. actually use music mm-hmm. because that's an outlet, especially in my community, that can be an outlet of pain. And mm-hmm. so I've seen talented people like say, well, you know what, I'm just going to do music um, mm-hmm. to speak to my people. And, and literally remove themselves from being mainstream just mm-hmm. to um, uh, be more involved in the community. So I've seen that locally, mm-hmm. like when I was growing up, um, and where people purposely didn't go mainstream so they could be more local, but they were using their mm-hmm. gifts to uplift people. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's like a both-and thing um, mm-hmm. that can be really powerful with that. Because things that you're mm-hmm. not good at, man, if you step out on faith, God can use mm-hmm. that. You know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and back to what Joey was saying too, like in the church, we say, Hey, we need someone to help out with X. And yeah, we just need somebody. <laughs> We're not saying we need the world's best or the most gifted person, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think a lot of times you just got to jump in and, and, and help whether you're good at it or not. There's, there's a, um, I don't know if this is helpful to anybody out there, but a thing, uh, kind of an exercise I've, I've walked through with some people and usually this was talking about long-term calling kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a different conversation, but um, mm-hmm. there's this acronym PANT, <laughs> like uh, mm-hmm. as the deer pants for water, you know, this, this, uh, but it's uh, this, this matrix of, and this collision of passion, ability, need, and time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think um, what we, what we run against when we see, when we're trying to say, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um uh, sometimes like a few of those work together so it's like i'm passionate about this and i there's a need so mm-hmm. i'm going to dive in but yeah. you know what i might not have the ability so i need to work on the ability to to actually help <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or sometimes you know one of the one or two of those may be missing um and i think this conversation what it was stirring in my head was um not to shut down when when those things are missing one of those things so you might you might have the ability to do it there's a need there and you've got time. It's a good time to do it, but you're not feeling passionate about it. And sometimes God just says, go do it now. You know, yeah. same thing. Like you, you, uh, you might have passion and the ability, but there's not a need. And again, <laughs> that might be a bad time to dive in. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. try to, people try to force that. I'm like, I'm passionate. I can do it. And mm-hmm. nobody's asking me to do it. And so yeah. I'm going to use that. I'm still going to do that to serve. And, you know, so I think that's just an interesting, uh, those are some interesting key points that, that I, I, again, maybe that's falling too much on common sense. Again, through prayer, mm-hmm. you, God could, could say, mm-hmm. you know, 
don't worry about <laughs> those four things at all. But uh, but I do think those are the things that I've, I've watched, uh, you know, keep an eye on that. Right. Um, mm. what, maybe you just have time to wazoo in some season of life. And it doesn't matter if you have passion or ability, but there's a need, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to go do it, right? Yeah. This floor needs washing. It doesn't matter if I'm passionate about it or not. Um, right. So anyway, I don't know if that's helpful to anybody, but mm -hmm. it was rat rattling <laughs> around in my brain. No, I think that's good. Yeah, I think a lot of the big projects I've been a part of, it was three out of the four. It was usually not all four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's rarely, it's rarely all four, but also yeah. it's, it's a good thing to to keep an eye on like mm -hmm. sometimes i see god god use common sense to say mm -hmm. you have the passion and the ability and there's the need but you don't have the time this is a bad season of life for yeah. you you can't do it. you've got baby tiny babies and you just need to love on them and yeah. and you know and so that sometimes that's a just a comfort of like yeah just wait for the time god will bring mm -hmm. it up you know mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah for yeah. sure yeah i mean we're in a new season of life with grown kids and Fall semester is praying about it and thinking like, okay, I think I need to get more involved in city life, understand the city, city council, I don't know yes, how the city yes, works, yes, you know, yes. that kind of stuff. And then mm -hmm. um, we did some of that through our concerns about human trafficking in the city. So we've kind of been working on it over the last couple of years vaguely, but just was wanting to do more of it. And then in the new year with uh, COVID, things kind of got shut down. We're not doing anything. And then with concerns about uh, policing and, uh, criminal justice it made me think about it again like oh yeah that was the thing I wanted to get more involved in you know so I went to a city council meeting for my first city council meeting the other night and it's like alright that's a new thing uh, but maybe not my talent but it's like I have time now when my kids were younger I was involved in the community through like coaching sports and school things and now it's like well they're gone so I can do city things you know so yeah, it's weird. It's weird to go through those transitions where you have different time allotments as well. Mm. Yeah. Third point. Third point. Compassion overflows. Yes. From verse 19 through 21. Mm. I like that. So this was your quickest point. Maybe you mm -hmm. could resummarize it for us mm -hmm. and then we mm -hmm. could go from there. Yeah. So compassion is painful. I said, don't fall into the poverty gospel. It's painful, but that's not the point. And this one, compassion overflows. Like there's real blessing when we show compassion. And Jesus, you know, showed that to the disciples with the overflowing of the leftovers, which now that we've talked about it, we think may not have been half-eaten leftovers, but maybe brand new, still in the pot. magically yeah. multiplied loaves and fishes, uh, loaves and fish. But anyway, there was an overflow, right? There was this abundance that came out of them being hassled. And I was trying to say, again, watch out for the prosperity gospel. That's not like an automatic guarantee. Every time you show this much compassion, you will get this much blessing in return. But it was a really beautiful encouragement from Jesus. And I think we get those along the way. You know, in our, in our journey with Jesus, he'll give us those shots in the arm, those encouragements that are like, keep going, you can do this. And I think as we understand it, that ultimate reward is in heaven and so we're really looking to the ultimate reward of seeing jesus face to face that's by definition what heaven is 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 just you know the place of god being with jesus that's really what we're looking forward to um but there are rewards now you know that's definitely in the bible there are rewards there are blessings now for obedience for following jesus and this is one of those where he's like you're gonna be okay like see i'm taking care of you you know um, and so I think that's a good, a good encouragement that 
that we're not gonna we're not gonna die necessarily by showing compassion, even though mm. Jesus did. But you know, that's another story. <laughs> now, um, Dave, in relation mm-hmm. to the prosperity gospel, mm-hmm. um, I guess I had a question about. So I guess like when it, when it, we read the when we read the story, mm-hmm. it seems like the blessing is not it's not tw- it's not coming towards you. It's, mm-hmm. t- it's coming towards the people that's receiving the compassion. So mm-hmm. it's like so with, pro- so with prosperity gospel, it seems like it's more emphasis placed on I do and I get. But this mm-hmm. is something that's like I do and what I'm doing is being magnified to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. um, so I get you know so I was um, trying to pro- process that. As well, like, because yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it's um, in prosperity gospel, does they, do they teach like if I give, then you know, this five dollars is going to be like a hundred dollars to this person. Typically, it's like if I get five dollars, God is going to give me a hundred dollars back <laughs> so to me. Saying, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's part of what Paul's discussion of it. It's in Second Corinthians nine about giving and how he uses the planting and reaping and um. It's interesting because you could take that in a prosperity gospel way if you wanted to, and that's how prosperity right. gospel teachers right. take it. Right. Right. But the rest of Scripture kind of destroys your ability to do that. So I would interpret it as Jesus saying, as you sow seeds, as you give, there's going to be a, a spiritual harvest that's going to come out of that, right? Like mm-hmm. God's going to mm-hmm. grow spiritual mm-hmm. fruit. There might be spiritual fruit in your life. There might be spiritual fruit in someone else's life. Um, but that, that long-term kingdom project is the point. Right. The mm-hmm. the point is not my my physical blessing next week, which is how right. it often gets interpreted. So yeah, I think it's it's a multiplied blessing, and we get to enjoy that, see it, yes, participate yes. in it. Maybe that's what encouraged um, me. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, seeing fruit, seeing ministry fruit is so encouraging, and we don't even always get to see it. Right? Like we might not know of everything the Lord has done with a spiritual conversation or an encouragement or an act of compassion. We may not know that until, you know, the new heavens and the new earth, but, mm. but often we do get to see it. And this is one of those examples here. They got to see some tangible, um, mm. encouragement and blessing. Sweet. Hmm. Silence. <laughs> I don't think I had it all. Our brains are empty. No. No mas. I think yeah. this, the, the thing, maybe another way to to say it, um, it's interesting how your capa- ca- capacity to care grows as you exercise. The, I mean, we know that's true of, mm-hmm. of, yeah, like real exercise, exercising your body, your capacity to... So as you work, your capacity to work grows. Mm-hmm. As you love, your capacity to love grows. Um, so that's uh, maybe that. I don't know if that's exactly what you're hinting at, but I think that's true, right? Um, mm-hmm. We see that, that that it's like kind of a a learned thing. Uh, I'm always amazed by you know parenting. <laughs> you have, mm-hmm. I always have great compassion. You know, we have four kids, but I still have great compassion on on people with their first kid because it's so huge and so hard and so different. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then as you add on kid after kid after kid, you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to run out. I'm going to run out of love. What a, you know, mm. but, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> you should um, write a song about that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he did. It's awesome, Elliot. You should hear it someday. Oh, wow. Okay, I got to check it's it really out. good. How God just gives you more love. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an interesting dynamic to know mm-hmm. going into a new, yeah. a new moment of compassion is this may be the hardest time might be the first time I do it. Uh, but yeah. if I, if I stay in the fight, God can, mm-hmm. God can build that, that muscle to, mm-hmm. to have more to give rather than less. So instead mm-hmm. of thinking, you know, instead of the scarcity thing of if I give anything right now, right, if they, I give them an inch, they're going to take my mile. It's going to be gone. Uh, instead of that oh, saying, God, you know, prayerfully saying, God, can you keep giving me more to give? Can you keep filling me up so I can be poured out? Yeah. I thought this really, this really encouraged me, man. Every time I think about it, as you were preaching, it was just like, I can give what I have and in faith and God himself is going to multiply this blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really doesn't have anything to do with me necessarily. I'm just offering up my gift. I'm offering mm-hmm. up with the Lord or the Holy, what the Holy Spirit has put in my heart. And mm-hmm. then he has then taken that baton and just like making it sprout. And I think that's mm-hmm. the, for me, that was just was like, now I can breathe. I don't feel like I have to do everything. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I have to, you know, uh, have all the right words or all the right actions. I can just offer who, you know, whatever the Lord has put on my heart and he himself is going to, uh, magnify that into people's lives um yeah Mm. so that helps me Mm. good god makes it grow yes yes corinthians Mm. oh and then the next point um move towards people in their pain Mm. man so it's a level of when so when you when you said that it just made me think of like when when you, when you talk about compassion it has to be a level of intentionality with it like it's not passive like it actually does some it moves towards someone and not retreat mm. or or just kind of well you know if you know <laughs> I've heard that a lot like well the Lord the Lord puts it on my heart then I help them it's like mm-hmm. you see they're hurting like just help them yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. just move. <laughs> Yeah. Just move towards them. Um, mm-hmm. So that got me kind of fired up um, of that mm-hmm. intentionality with mm-hmm. compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a guy choking uh, at a restaurant several years ago. And I remember thinking like, oh, wait, he's choking, you know? So I remember standing up and there's like three of us like in tables nearby. We all kind of stood up, you know, and we're kind of like watching, like, is this really happening? Is he really choking? And we're kind of like slowly moving towards him. Then the manager of the restaurant like swoops in, grabs him, does the Heimlich, saves the guy, you know, so the manager just acts quickly, but it was just a weird, uh, just a weird memory of, of, you know, there's a lot of moments like that where you kind of are hesitatingly moving towards an emergency thinking, I'm not sure, is this really an emergency? You know, like you're trying to kind of figure it out. Um, and that's what I think of is so often we're not really sure we're confused. We're kind of assessing it as we're moving in, but, but yeah, we just, we move, we move in that direction. You just start taking steps towards that thing that you see, whatever that tragedy is. Mm-hmm. And maybe the manager of the restaurant will beat you to it. <laughs> mm. Thoughts, ideas. Uh, you went back to your you went back to your um, to Romans for your conclusion, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but this time in, in the beginning of chapter twelve, mm-hmm. which I love that you talked about mercy and that by the mercies of God that He Himself is just like, uh, um, yeah, you know, and now we get to 
present our bodies that way, and now we get mm-hmm. to have that sign groaning when we see pain in other people. Mm-hmm. So I love that you ended with that. It's pretty cool. That was actually a new one for me. So you're asking if there's something exciting or new about my study of compassion. So realizing that that is one of those guts words of compassion. I never mm-hmm. really made the association because I've the one that's used more often for Jesus is Splanknizomai. So this other one, like, yeah. like Tirman, is is I'm just was less familiar with it. And I was like, oh, that's another guts word for compassion. That's the mercies of God there. And so that that was new. That was cool. I hadn't realized that before. Mm, it's so good. God's guts. <laughs> I like that. So do you have anything else? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, man, now it's time to act. Go be compassionate. It's really no excuse. Go. Once you hear the word, you have to do the word. Yes. Do you guys see the the benediction that I think it just started circling around, but it's by uh, Bishop Woody White. Did you see that going around? Mm-mm. How about I end by reading it? Okay, right. sweet. It's a gutsy one. Let's do it. To get I your like guts stirred. All right. It says, and now may the Lord torment you. May mm. the Lord keep before you the faces of the hungry, the lonely, the rejected, mm. and the despised. May the Lord afflict you with pain for the hurt, the wounded, the oppressed, the abused, the victims of violence. Mm. May God grace you with a burning thirst for justice and righteousness. May the Mm. Lord give you courage and strength and compassion to make ours a better world, to make your community a better community, Mm. to make your church a better church. Mm. May you do your best to make it so. And after you have done your best, may the Lord grant you peace. (laughs) Mm. That's good. No, I'm at the. I'm at the actually for that one, man. I like send it. it your way. May yeah. the Lord torment uh, you. <laughs> yeah, I know, and afflict you. I was and like, ooh. ooh. And, uh, preaching we used to say, yeah, as I say, our job is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Chuck was all said when we when I first went to seminary. He's like, I hope that the Lord torments you um, mm. the whole time you're in seminary because if He does, then you won't leave seminary thinking you all like. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. keeping it humble yeah well thanks guys for being here and hanging out mm-hmm. uh we'll see all of you probably before this but the rest of you will see on sunday for our live stream Sweet. and some of our in-person stuff on sunday we don't really have anything going on before that i don't think but we'll see y'all well i mean small groups and things throughout the week but i'm, pre- I'm preaching this sunday Oh yeah, Southern and Hills, another, another, so. Southern, Southern Hills Baptist Church, Southern Hills Baptist Church in Kempner, Kempner yeah. or Coppers Cove, uh, Kempner, Kempner. Okay, so pray for them. Yeah, man. In All person right. or live streaming? In person. All right. All right. Be careful. Well, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Oh y'all, wear your mask. Oh y'all. <laughs> Wash your hands, you sinners. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. If you made it this far, good work. <laughs> we will talk to y'all next week. Adios. Bye.